Hello, and welcome to our next podcast. Today I am with Trent and Pedro, and we're going to be talking about some of the changes a person can experience going through life with pedophilia, particularly as God helps a person grow. Uh, before that, I just want to say, in no way do we support offending against children. We believe it's not what God would want for our sexuality, of course, and it's also wrong and harmful to the child all the time. So with that, yeah, we get people who contact us and ask for support who are in different stages of their journey. Sometimes they're just discovering these feelings. Sometimes a person who has been struggling this for years and has come to a measure of peace, they say, I'm glad to reach out and talk to you guys, and I wish that I had this support earlier on. And so Trent and Pedro and I were talking about our own process of growth. And it's worth pointing out that pedophilia is a very unique struggle. And there's particular strategies and pitfalls psychologically and, and spiritually. Isolation, the internal shame just for having these feelings, social stigma. Of course, there's the temptation that is forbidden to even talk about. So. What was it like for you guys to first recognize that you had these feelings where it's like pedophilia owns you like a monster and, and you don't know what to do? Well, for me, it was really like that. I think I spent a lot of time in denial. It was like at that time I was trying to push down these feelings so much. Like I knew they were there. But I just couldn't even bring myself to acknowledge it because for me, it was just so awful and so horrible. It's like thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this is my problem. And so it really did rule my life during this time. And I'm just so thankful to God that, that I was not in a position to harm anyone because of that. Eventually though, I couldn't keep these feelings locked away and I collapsed. I, I fell into depression that lasted for several years, I'd say, and, um, you know, suicide thoughts at the same time, I was just really, just really holding on to God and being like, God, I can't do this. I need your grace. I need your protection and care because this is just so cruel and just so unusual. Yeah. Was it like that for you, Pedro? Actually, it was exactly like this. I can say that I gone through so much pain like you two guys because I'm still a, a young age, so I, I'm thankful that I got to find help early, but it was exactly like this. I remember all feeling sad, feeling depressed, and even feeling about suicide and those things, and that was very hard to discover who I am. Yeah, it was really intense for you uh, at the start. That's when you first reached out and connected with us. I remember it was serious feeling suicidal and not being sure what to do, but it was helpful for you right away to build to find help. Yeah, yeah. It was very helpful to me to find help because as I said in the last podcast, until I found this website, I thought that I was the only person in the world with this feeling. So that is very sad to feel alone in the whole world. It's even harder when you don't know that there are other people like you, when you don't know anybody to, to tell it. And I think that it's also hard for us because it's not something that you kind of 
tell to everyone. So hard when we have to select who I'm going to tell to find help. Yes, that is absolutely 100% true. Part of me feeling so depressed was I was also feeling really fearful as well. And, you know, the way that I try and talk about it with people I can trust, I think I told a few people, but it didn't add anything to the friendship, I suppose. But I was just really desperate just to tell at least someone. I know for myself, sometimes God allows a person to go through dark times so that the person will recognize their need for him. And I don't believe that God gives people pedophilia. Pedophilia is just part of this broken world. And someday, when we see him in heaven and have new bodies, we're not going to have this. Pedophilia will be gone. But I spent probably five years just running from the realization that I had pedophilia. I kept myself busy with other things. I don't know. And I remember telling God if he didn't help me, I'd be dead on a mountain somewhere, living as a hermit or in jail, God forbid. But one thing that did happen is this time really brought me closer to him. You look at the stories in the Bible, and I think that what God does is after a person really recognizes their need for him, then he, he draws them close. He says in the Bible, when you reach out for me, you'll find me. Or when you call for me, I will answer. And so God was bringing me closer to him. Like I would just spend hours reading the word and listening to sermons. It just put a hunger in me for God. And so at the same time, as my life with God got bigger and my belief in his promises and knew he was there with me, then pedophilia became smaller. It went from a monster in the closet to the rat running around the room. It's a nuisance and it can cause problems and I don't want it there. But it wasn't running the show. If it got too close, with God's help, I could stomp it. God brings you to a place of, of freedom, where he says, freedom to the captives, release to those bound in darkness. What would you guys say? I would say it was strange for me in some ways, because sometimes I would feel really close to God, and I'd spend like an hour or two just in prayer and reading the word and feeling convicted of sin. And, and I really felt, felt the Spirit of God working in me. There was one time, actually, where I was reading my Bible in the library at uni, and I was so convicted of the power of God's Word. I remember just running out of that library. I was just screaming and crying like a crazy person. It was so powerful. But then there were other times where I was really angry at God, and I felt really bitter, and I was like, God, how could you put me in this situation? How come my life is like this? And so for me, I think God was just so patient with me and just teaching me how to trust him. And part of that was just realizing that God is so much bigger than my emotional spasms and my anger and my sin. Like he's big enough to deal with all that. And he's, he's, he's a faithful, loving father who just walks with his children. It's like a good earthly father wouldn't, you know, strike back at their kid for being angry or throwing a hissy fit or how do I say this? It was like, I wasn't even in control of my own emotions, but perfect stability about him. That was what made just his presence just so, so warm, welcoming, attractive, but also frightening at sometimes. Yeah. There's a verse in the Bible that says that in the midst of our weakness, God shows that we are strong because in the midst of our weakness, he shows his power. 
So I believe that he sometimes let us go through these bad things to show his power and also, as you say, to bring us next to him. I believe that my life can be separated in two moments. The moment in which I still didn't know what I was, these feelings. And the moments after I knew about these feelings, I knew who I was. So after I started to deal with these feelings, I became suddenly near God because I would spend my more time praying and trying to seek God. At that moment, I thought that it would heal me somehow, but I know that today that somehow brought me to near God. And it was a good thing in this sense. So here I am today, nearer him. Uh, it's good to hear you guys share something similar. It makes me also recognize that my journey is not so unique. Also, I think at that point in life where you're not so afraid any longer of pedophilia, you start to do some practical things as well. For example, I also identified people I could share with. Of course, being very selective because you could get really hurt if you open up to the wrong person, um, even if you've never done anything wrong. Also, you learn to draw boundaries with temptation. It was at that point that I stopped teaching piano lessons. Uh, God put it in my heart that I should not form relationships with children outside my family. That's the boundary he gave me. And uh, I learned to cope with social stigma a little bit better because I knew even though society is very angry at people who hurt children, and that is good and they ought to be, and it's understandable, I could also understand the fact that people in general uh, would not immediately understand where I was coming from. I'm committed to not hurting children, and maybe I could use some help, but in people's minds, having pedophilia was synonymous with offending. So I, I could understand that. What do you guys think, as far as some practical steps you might have put in place? Yeah, I guess for me, just similar things like, I was actually working as a casual teacher before, so I had to just drop that basically overnight as soon as I found out. In my mind, I was so afraid of offending. It's like I would freak out even if I was like sitting on a bus and there was a kid who was sitting in front of me, for instance. Thankfully, as I've continued to work with my therapist, that's not there anymore, just that anxiety. Like I can catch the bus and I can not feel tempted, but also not feel anxious like I did before and not freak out. That's so relatable to me. This freaking out walking at the street or taking a bus. But I'm still learning with you too. And also God is uh, teaching me the ways that I can deal with these feelings without offending. And I believe that in Jesus' name, none of us will ever do something like this because we were saved by God and now the Holy Spirit inhabits in us. And since he is part of us now, we are protected. I mean, I think we, when we have God, we are many times protected against doing bad things. And I am thankful to God that he inhabits in me and so I can count with him to my bad moments. Maybe 15 years ago, I remember asking God, okay, what did it look like to be in a good place? What did victory look like? What was my life going to be like once I'd overcome pedophilia, whatever that meant? 
what God guided me to is just that walking in victory means that even though you have pedophilia, it's not the dominant feature of your life. I like to say it's part of my story, but not the main plot line. Temptation is a daily thing. Well, I think for any person, sexual temptation is just part of life. But not allowing that temptation to have a foothold, knowing that if I walk rightly with God today, um, not necessarily perfectly, for example, maybe I look twice or something like that, but ask forgiveness and trust that God will help me grow. But if I do that today, walk with him today, then tomorrow there's a good chance the same. And if I'm faithful this month, then that's the best guarantee I'll have that I'm faithful next month. And, and it says in the word that the person walking with God, if even if they were to stumble, God won't let him get cast headlong. It says he holds us up by our hand, uh, like a father holding a child's hand who catches them. So even if they stumble, they're not going to face plant. So I think God brings us to a place where uh, we can bear fruit in life. What do you guys think? I think for us, God develops an awareness of our weakness. And it's through that weakness that we lean on God all the more. That's certainly been the case in my life. Even though perhaps I might be getting stronger in some areas, I know I'm weaker in other areas. And so I always have to maintain this closeness with God and just pray every day and just come before God and say, God, I'm just a man. I'm just a sinful man made of clay. I can do nothing without your grace and your spirit. I believe that's where God takes people to this place of absolute dependence on him. Yeah, my second place is believe that Jesus is with me, that if I keep walking, with him daily. A life of victory is made of days of victory. It does not make sense to plan to live a life of victory without planning a life with daily victories. So I try to live the daily victory of today. Today I can win it and then tomorrow and then and then and then and then until I get to heavens and then I will have a life of victory. When people contact our website, one thing I like to tell them is that our lives actually can be wonderful testimonies of God's love and power in the lives of broken people. Oftentimes when somebody's just in the throes of it and feeling so terrible, they think to themselves, at best, I'm just a caged monster. The best I can hope for, that I just keep myself from causing harm on the world and and I say, no, look, certainly hurting children is monstrous. But when we have Jesus, he's our victory. And he knows how to save people with pedophilia. It's like your life can be a beautiful testimony. You can say, look, I faced this mountain. I fought this demon. And by the grace of God, my life, something wonderful with God. So this sort of like a roadmap of dealing with pedophilia is... At first, it can seem overwhelming. It rules your life. You might deal with it by denial, pushing it down, or maybe just giving up and chasing your feelings, not thinking you can do otherwise. Now, God brings you close to him through what the pain that you might suffer. You recognize your need for him. And then you begin to take your life back. You realize with God in your heart, pedophilia isn't so big. And you take some practical steps, you find others you can share with, draw personal boundaries, 
learn to cope with some of the anxiety, like in public or uh, concerning social stigma. And eventually, God brings you to a place where you can bear fruit, and you can hold your ground against temptation, where your life isn't just a, a whirlpool with pedophilia at the center. Like, no, it's, it's there, but that's not the main focus of your life. And you become a testimony to him. I think this is one of the greatest things about walking with Jesus is that it's not just a matter of learning how to cage that beast. I think maybe early on there is certainly a, a place for that. But as you continue walking with God and as his spirit works in you, and that also might mean working with a psychologist or a counselor as well, but you find that your desires will actually slowly start to change. Because God replaces your desires, you know, he takes away the heart of stone and he gives you a heart of flesh so that instead of wanting, you know, that instead of wanting to eat out of the garbage, like the pig that maybe you once were, it's like God's turned you into a person so that you don't want to eat the pig food. You want to eat the, eat the real food, eat the good, healthy food that God has for you. Yeah, I think that Jesus, Jesus have this power of taking broken stories and making a good testimony, as we are saying. And he can make beautiful books out of bad histories, out of bad books. So when you have the Holy Spirit living with you and you have God, you have Jesus, that's so easier. How can some people go through it without Jesus? Jesus makes everything easier. And then we can find happiness. We can find life. You mentioned that as we walk with God, we start to discover life. How has that happened in your life? I can participate in life without pedophilia holding me back. Like, I work with adults. I can help them recover from mental health issues. And I can have friendships without fear. I have healthy boundaries with children. It's just that change. Yeah, actually, I discovered what is life after I found Jesus in the midst of it all because before I would feel ashamed to speak about it, Jesus kind of, oh my God, why am I speaking it with you? Sometimes we feel guilty for having feelings. After I found the website and then I started to see that Jesus could help me, that Jesus didn't blame me for these feelings. I started to discover what is life. After that, I think God helped me to find the best route for my life. Today, I'm living His will. I am living His commandments, and I'm going somewhere. Before, I thought that I, it's going to ruin my life. Pedophilia is going to ruin my life. But after I got help from Jesus, I was kind of... I still can have a life with Jesus. I still can do something on this earth. I still can be used for God. So I discovered life after Jesus helped me. Awesome. In some ways, it's like if you're a Christian, if your whole life is centered around Christ, then Christ is your life. But then at the same time, it's like your world starts to get broader and filled with color that you couldn't see before. And I feel like that's happened in my life as well. Like I started this volunteer job, which I really love. And there's no way I could have done that before. 
I would say I feel like my friendships are a lot more meaningful. Like all these other things, they start to grow as the struggle with pedophilia becomes smaller and smaller. It's like the rest of the world starts to open up as you walk with God. And that's really exciting. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never accepted Jesus, you've never asked him to be your Lord and Savior, he's made it simple. It's just turning in a different direction. That's what repentance means. It's saying, I was doing my own thing. I was going this way. But now, God, I want to go your way. I want to go with you. And that begins your journey with God. It says he'll forgive you, wash you clean of your sins, and he'll be with you now, help you to grow. So if that's you, definitely reach out to someone you know walking with God and share with them. You could spend time reading the Bible. And also, if you would like to reach out to us, we are available at our website, christianpedophile.com. And our email is support at christianpedophile.com. We're grateful to be able to reach out, and we're praying for the rest of you out there. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.